One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us again today. As always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. The array at the Ogarek is still broken, and the party is now faced with the task of fixing the strange goo-filled tubes in the boughs of the tree there. But before they can do that, it seems that someone or something wants them to take a very long rest. Masks are made, memories are transferred, and dreams are entered. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory resist the urge to sleep. As you look out onto the area that the tree opens up into and step out onto one of the branches off to the side, you see this pool of oobleck, the mm-hmm. goo that you've been dealing with since you first arrived here, and even back in Lagam. And there are tubes kind of crisscrossing around this area, moving throughout the tree branches. Some of them are cracked, and this goo is dripping from them and creating this pool. It looks like this room was similarly torn apart or blown apart in some way as to the first room you went into that had the disc in it originally. But this is a different part. This is a different level. You can still see the sky, but it is mostly covered by the branches and leaves of this tree, and the light is much more filtered and diffused coming through. And as you are kind of standing there, you may be 10 feet off the ground on a lower tree branch, but you can feel this subsonic hum. More so than you can hear it. You feel it in your chest, rumbling almost. Molly is still with you. He has kind of like sat down on the tree branch because he is made very uncomfortable by whatever this rumbling is. Mm-hmm. When you had come through the uh, tree trunk, you had heard thousands of whispering voices. You no longer hear those. You can see bits and pieces of things kind of sticking up like from the goo, as though there might be stuff stuck inside it somewhere. It's clear that this is broken. Like, the goo is not supposed to be filling what was once this room. What would you like to do? Nehemiah is going to walk up to the puddle of goo in the middle Mm -hmm. and just kind of poke it with his spear. Sure. It actually kind of like almost covers the entire what would be the floor of this room. Sure. So no matter where you are, you're going to be able to access it. And you poke at it. It's the same kind of goo that you got from the sphere in Legam. You poked at it. It's the same goo that you found beneath Legam. It's, It's a milky white. You poke it with your spear and it kind of like slurps through. Mm hmm. 
Chase, I'm blaming you for the word schlorp. I picked that up from you, and I use it all the time now, and I'm mad about it. It's a good word. It is, and I'm mad that it's a good word. It is an excellent word. Cassie also hates it. <laughs> I hate myself schlorp. for using it, but it's like, like what else? I, like, it sticks through with schlorp. That's the word for it. Yep. An excellent onomatopoeia. Yeah. Your sword spear kind of, like, pokes through and, got, you know, it sucks it in a little bit, but it's... Nothing happens. It's not. Hmm. It doesn't dissolve it. It doesn't eat it. Smallren would like to crouch down and kind of like tap the right beside her ogren orb eye and just try to like really like open her eye really wide and like mm -hmm. look as closely as possible at this goo. Sure. Is there anything specific you are looking to figure out about it, or just more information at large? More information at large. Okay. Go ahead, and I will have you roll perception for that, because you are trained in it thanks to the orb. It will be a level four. That is a success with a 15. Wonderful. You really kind of dial in on it, and the orb gets really excited, because it's like, ooh, ooh, yes, yes, I want to do this, I want to do this, this is new and exciting and not boring. And it, like, really <laughs> dials in into the details of this. You can't see it necessarily, but the feel that you get from the orb is that the, the makeup of this is almost chalky. Okay. In a way that reminds you of the stones beneath this structure. Okay. So it's like liquefied stone-ish. That's what you're able to put together. Okay. I think Smallren's also going to pull out just like a, a hammer or something. She has light tools in her kit, yeah. so just something. And just kind of like poke poke the end of the handle into it and try to scoop a little bit up. Sure, you can. Just to kind of like s see the the viscosity and how it how it moves, how it reacts again. It's very much like water and cornstarch. It you you scoop it up and it kind of like stringy picks up, but if you start manipulating it anyway, it feels a little more solid, but as soon as you let it rest, it begins to ooze back down. Okay. Does it smell like anything in particular? Mineral. Okay. And actually, as you're smelling that, though, you smell the the goo. And you get that kind of like minerally, not quite earthy, but like almost like if you were to smell a rock kind of smell. And you put that back down. But as you do that in focusing on the smells, you actually smell something very sweet on the air. Hmm. Almost floral. Okay. It doesn't seem to be coming from the ooze. It seems to be no. just kind of wafting. Yes. Hmm. And I need you to make me a level five intellect defense roll. Thank goodness I'm trained in that. And you know what? I'm going to spend for a point of effort. Because surprise defense rolls are never good. <laughs> What are you talking about? That was a success with a 10. Good. You get this kind of woozy feeling. And as you kind of like, you were the only person who 
notices that right now because you are specifically smelling and inhaling, but I am going to have everyone else make that same roll. Level five, intellect defense. Smallrun is, as soon as she feels woozy, she's going to like kind of jerk, like stop inhaling deeply and say, I wouldn't sniff too hard in this room. <laughs> sniff too hard. There's uh, something in the air. I'm going to uh, spend for uh, for for edge there. Yeah, to, good call. Excuse me, effort. Bring that down by one, and boom, fail with a one. Right. And I um have twenty. <laughs> oh, okay. Hello, Yin Yang. Thank goodness. Because Smallrin uh, is many things, but able to catch Nehemiah if he goes down on her own is not one of them. <laughs> so, Nehemiah, you failed, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, it is a GM intrusion. But Rin gets a major effect. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Nehemiah, you start getting sleepy. And not just sleepy, you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And kind of like slump against the side of the tree that you guys are next to that you came through. Jory, you see this. He's not hurt. He just passes out. And as he does so, I have an idea for your major effect unless you had something you wanted to do. Go for it. Okay. He kind of leans against it. As he does so, some of the goo like kind of like starts like pooling around his feet where he is. And kind of like pushing against things you see what looks like someone's hand kind of like pop up through the goo like does it look like it's popping up through it or made of it neither necessarily it's not living it's as though it's been exposed oh dear okay i will say that information and the sweet smell, and Nehemiah falling asleep, you know what's happening here. Okay. This tree is what's called a dream sallow. Okay. A dream sallow is a plant, essentially, but it's more a a being that looks to absorb the consciousness of creatures around it in order to save their minds from the death of the body. It thinks it's doing a favor. Aww. Uh. But you know that once someone is pulled into a dream sallow tree, you're going to have to try and do something to get them out before just, like, pulling them away. Because you notice as Nehemiah has drifted back and slumped against the tree, one of those metallic slithering branches has come forward and latched onto his shoulder. There's a lot that happened just now. Um, okay, so what what put him to sleep then? Maybe I'm missing an element. It was the smell. Okay, so there that... are spore. There are there are spores in the air. Okay, so that but that's separate from like okay. Yes. Okay. As you guys are figuring that, I'm going to switch over to Nehemiah. Nehemiah, you are put into a calm, deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And you drift off as though you would normally be naturally falling asleep. And you 
wake up again in a city square. There are people moving around, going about mundane business, but you are now in a small village. All right. Stand up and... What do the people look like? I mean, do they look like... They look like like humans. Sure. But like... Relatively nondescript. And is there something specific you're looking for? Their dress. Like, do they look like... Do, do I feel like I am somewhere incredibly alien, or is this just about as mundane as you could get? It's about as mundane as you could possibly get. Huh. You might see one or two people around with, like, a style of clothing you don't recognize, or a like a physique that seems a little strange to you, but it's not alien. It's not like you've gone to another dimension. Do I see like a like a restaurant or something nearby, a place where I can sit down and kind of yeah. collect myself? Okay, I'll I'll go and grab a seat. You sit down, and the people around you almost seem to be acting as though you've always been here. Sure. So the server, the, the bartender, kind of comes up and. Asks us if you'd like anything. Uh, water would be great. Excuse me, I... I'm kind of in a fog right now. Where am I? The city. Which city? The city. Okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm having a day. No, it's okay, I'll... Bring you water. Thank you. And they walk off. You you get your water mm-hmm. and you sit down and everything else kind of just continues moving around you. No one else comes up to you. Sure. Yeah, I grab my water and just start drinking and nobody's coming up to me. I will leave a couple of shins on the table and after I finish and get up and I'm going to try and I want to get on a roof. I want to get a kind of a lay of the land. Sure. You reach into your bag, leave a couple shins for Mm -hmm. the service and then think uh, maybe I should leave one more and reach back in. And there's the same number that you had when you first reached in. Okay. But you put a couple more on the table and go outside. You're easily able to get to a roof. Mm Mm-hmm. The city is boring, but pristine. How far does it go? As far as you can see. That's weird. That's weird. This is weird. What is going on? Okay. Do I remember falling asleep? You remember it like a dream. As though you woke up from going to sleep, and you had this weird dream about falling asleep underneath a tree. Something, Something's off. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Um, I'm going to kind of pick a direction. Because it doesn't seem like... Do I see any landmarks, anything? Or, or is it just there the is. same? Okay. There is one landmark. There is... At the... In, in the distance... There is a massive statue of a towering humanoid woman with 
the texture of bark and leaves and stems, hands made of knotted roots, kind of standing off in the distance. I'm going to move towards that. Sure. Every time you take a step towards this statue, it simultaneously seems to get closer and farther away. You are able to get to it, but you don't know how long it took you, and you have no idea how far you traveled. Sure. I will approach it. Is there anybody tending to it? No. I will walk directly, and I imagine I'm, like, walking, like, up to its foot, effectively. Mm -hmm. Like, this thing is huge. Yes. Yes. I just kind of put a hand on, like, the big toe. Mm -hmm. What are you? You don't hear it as a voice. Mm -hmm. You almost understand it as your inner monologue. Sure. The savior of everyone here. Who are you? The savior of everyone here. Savior from what? The inevitable. Why did you pull me here? I don't remember being in danger. I don't remember much. You remember all you need. I remember I was doing something, though. I I think I need to go back. Going back will mean your death. Immediately or, like, long term? Time is but an illusion. No, I don't think that's true. Nah, because, like, there's definitely, like, one second, then another second. Like, those two, like, things happen spaced out. Like, like that's real. As you're standing here talking your hand on the, the toe of this giant mm-hmm. statue, someone comes up to you and goes, The answers will eventually not be important. What do you mean? Just keep going and... Eventually, it doesn't need to be answered anymore. I'll forget. No. They're just no longer needed. I'll stop caring. You realize that this is the place you need to be. But I don't think thing, things don't really happen here, do they? How can Plenty you... of things happen. People live work, talk. What else do you need? I need to help people. People here, everything's it's a whole it's a contain. It's it's its own ecosystem. The city goes on forever. Exactly. There's no danger. There's no stakes. They nod. I'm good at helping people. When they're in danger. When there are stakes. That's what I do. Possibly to your own detriment, even. Almost certainly. Don't worry. It'll pass. And they just pat you on the shoulder and keep walking. I'm gonna (laughs) switch back to the outside group. Mm -hmm. Nehemiah has slumped against the tree. There is one of these tendrils kind of on his shoulder like close to his neck like right here uh, in between like the, the shoulder cap and the neck that squishy collarbone area yeah does it appear to be like 
attached to him or just like very hold- much so great gotcha oh wonderful yeah. <laughs> yay yay fun times um well the first thing that small run is going to do is use her knife to hack off like a piece of her cloak or a couple pieces of her cloak to like tie across their faces absolutely mask up people <laughs> wear, wear your mask <laughs> Yes. This is actually a PSA. This is a PSA. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be. This is topical, kids. Yep. As you do that, Molly jumps down and also puts something over his face to keep from breathing anything in. He is looking a little woozy on his feet. Not not falling asleep like Nehemiah, but a little shaky. Uh. Oh, this is not good. This is not good. Nope. D- does anyone know what this is? Yes, I do. What? What is this? Dream Cello. So that's what this is. A friend is probably in La La Land right now. Uh, the tree tries to protect people, I guess, in a way. I don't think I know how to get him. I feel like we can't just pull him free. I feel like that'd be bad. You do know that if you are to just wrench someone free from a dream sallow, it would cause incredible damage to them. Yes. And I'm imagining it's not just physically, if not mostly mentally. Yes, and? Oh, okay. There's a third one. Oh. Well, there's three pools that you have. Ah, darn. Go ahead and roll me an investigative or intellect type check. Okay. Difficulty? Three. All right. And could I either use detecting... Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Seeing past facades, illusions, falsehoods, perception... Yeah, yeah. Seeing past facades, I think, will work. Okay. All right. I furrow my brow and have a good, good hard think... Success with seven. Awesome. Just kind of like looking around, trying to gain any more information that you possibly can. And you see that hand that kind of like came up through the goo. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's holding something. Okay. So much stuff happening at once. Can I approach it? Is it close enough? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I will go up. And what does it look like it is holding? It's holding a rod of some sort. Oh, I'm familiar with those. I've, I've, got, those. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple rods. Experienced <laughs> in the use of rods. There's some more if you count my eyeballs. Let's see. Oh my god. Yeah. Cones. Rintrisha. Yeah. <sighs> yes, Chase of oh. so, Okay. For us, is this, is, this a, is this a gift? Are you talking to the disembodied hand? Yes, I am. Who knows? Weirder things in that have mouths, so it's fine. I like that it's not weirder things have happened, it's just weirder things have had mouths. (laughs) Yeah. It's a long rod that has a bunch of little, like, crystal nodes or nodules on it. Do you touch it? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I'm desperate. I don't know what to do because my friend is in danger. You reach out to grab it and you immediately get a wave of images, words, thoughts. This is some sort of memory storage device. Interesting. I was going to say instrument. 
so you, you're holding on to this. What you see is an image of the past, an image of what this person was experiencing. Okay. It's about 15 minutes long, this whole chunk of things. You don't have to experience the whole thing at once if you don't want to, mm -hmm. but what you get is that this being, this humanoid, had a friend who was also kind of taken into this tree mm -hmm. in this way and was trying to help them and essentially spent time trying to pull them off with no success. Eventually, it doesn't seem to say how exactly, but eventually found a way to communicate with the dream sallow. And whatever happened there went poorly. But the kind of con continuing sense you get from this is, I just have to convince her. I have to convince her to let him go. Okay. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, I'll let go. Oh, small Rin. Oh, Molly. Okay. All right. I think now might be the time to talk through what just happened. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I think I have a pretty good idea. This um, very kind hand with the uh, with the stick um, has helped me understand everything. We 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 need to somehow help Nehemiah from inside his brain. How uh, is a good question. Do we have anything that allows us to communicate with people in that way? I was trying to think. I mean, I don't think going in and out of phase is going to help me much. Um, we could just try to talk to him. But, you, you know, because, like, say you're asleep and, you know, you have somebody whispering things to you. Some people say you can hear it, so maybe that would help. That's true. If he's dreaming, he might hear us. I could always try the song. It seems to be a good all-purpose elixir. It's true, it does. Which I'm a fan of. So multi-useful. <laughs> Song go brrrr. It's a good tool. But uh, any other thoughts, then? Let me, let me look through my pack real fast. Most of my thoughts revolve around poisoning the tree, but while he's connected to it, that seems unwise. Yes, it does. Once he's not connected to it, though, I am ready to find options to poison the tree. <laughs> well, don't be too hasty. I seldom am. What? That's very Swift, true. My, but not my hasty. Bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> Smallrin looks vaguely offended. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My apologies. Uh, worded poorly. Well, once we get him free, maybe he'll have some ideas. As I'm being optimistic. While Molly is checking through his pack, Smallring would just like to check that Nehemiah is okay, other than being asleep and attached to a tree. Check his vitals. Maybe even like lift up an eyelid and see what his <laughs> eyes are doing. His vitals are fine. Okay, so it's not killing him currently. No, but you do know that a creature tied to a tree won't survive long. The sense that you get is not that this 
tree kills things outright, but that it latches them here and lets them wither away. Does it seem like, like when I lift up his eyelids, does it seem like, you know, it's moving around, he's like actively dreaming, there's, you know... It's REM style yeah. with the the rapid eye movement back and forth. Okay. There's always an incredibly deep, incredibly active dream state. Okay. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. we could try just waking him up, and then he could help us disconnect him from the tree. That's true. Just as long as we don't jar him too hard. All right. All right. Let's see. I will walk up. And I will just first give it a shoulder, a light shoulder, like, you know. A shoulder toss. That's right. <laughs> there is no response. No. Okay. I will start to, I will sit down cross-legged uh, and I will start to hum the song. Just because I feel like that's something he can really hook on to if he can hear it. There is no visible reaction but Nehemiah in this state as you're standing there this this person starts walking away you vaguely hear a song on the wind it's very quiet it's very very quiet and you're you it's one of those songs where it's like ah oh, I know that from somewhere don't I why do I know that why do I know that all right all right all right I've got a no there's and I put my hand back on the on the toe it's like no I'm I need to get out of here. Look, I appreciate you're trying to help me out here, but there is something going on. There's something big. It's not, please don't take this as me not being appreciative, but there's something going on that is not... I gotta do something. This is for your preservation. But the, I might be able to do something for your preservation. You can't help people. You can't help these people if something is going on out there that can hurt you. Roll me persuasion. Okay. That this is this is a social interaction. Yep, yep, yep. Let me take a look here. This Let is going to be a, it's, it'll be a level five. All right. Uh, okay. Um, I will go ahead and let's take a look here. So this is intellect. So I will spend. I'm trained. So I'm going to actually spend to ease that up to four. And because I have smile and a word, that effort mm-hmm. is doubled, so that takes it down to a three. Wonderful. And okay. you're trained as well. Yes. Okay, so that takes it down to a two. Okay. That is a natural 20, major oh, success. Yes, it is. Who, baby? Woohoo! At this point, the there are other people around, but they're kind of just going about their business. The This tree statue moves, and kneels down in front of you. No one else seems to notice that this is happening. Sure. Kneels down in front of you and says, what do you know? If you let me remember more, I might be able to tell you. I remember that we were in a graveyard, above a graveyard. I remember that there were, I was with friends, capable friends, we were trying to trying to reconnect something. Something had been broken. We were trying to fix it, trying to free p- 
people, not people, not these people, other people, people held somewhere else, people taken. And we came from a really long way away to make sure that we came from a long way away to see what this place was, to put everything back together. I remember that there were other people here that m might be trying to hurt you, but that's it. I know that I don't want to hurt you. I know my friends don't want to hurt you, but there might be people here that don't care about what you are and what you're trying to do. I've been here. I see it. You let me go, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we get people out of here without hurting you. I desire to save the minds of those that will wither away over the course of death. A noble goal. But I don't think that's... I mean, one, you're doing it without asking first, which I understand out there you don't have like a mouth to do that with so that makes it kind of tricky but but honestly like it's gonna get worse if something happens to, to, to me they may come in and like try and pull me out which I have a feeling may hurt both of us in the process and on top of that I think I remember there is somebody here that does not care about let's go ahead and call it mental preservation they're going to take whatever they want if there's anything valuable to it to them. And if they can see a value in you, that might be something they try to do. I will release you. I don't think I won't bring any of you back if I don't think that you're being kept safe. Duly noted. I'll try and keep them safe. Let, let me keep them safe, okay? Let me try. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> she stands back up and and reassumes her shape, and you fall asleep. On the outside, you all see the tendril that had connected to Nehemiah's shoulder, release and kind of slither back up into the boughs of the tree and very slowly, Nehemiah comes back to consciousness. Very, very slowly, as though coming out of anesthesia. Oh, Nehemiah, you silver-tongued so-and-so. Hey, buddy. <laughs> How you doing? Are you all right? Have a little sleep. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. That. If it thinks we're in danger, she's gonna pull us back. So, no matter what, be very confident and and very secure in your. No scrapping in the tree room. Okay. No scrapping in the tree room. No scrapping in the tree. Room. <laughs> That's very good. We're easily the most dangerous thing here at the moment. That's true. 
Smallrin says overly confidently. <laughs> <laughs> While patting her little poison belt. But yeah, we don't we don't hurt the tree. And hopefully the tree won't try and yank us back to Sleepy Land. Okay. All right. Uh, here, tie this around your face. Oh, thank you. Ties it on. Mask up, because for all we know, you now have sweet stuff in your lungs, and if you breathe out on us, it could. So it's for our protection That's as much true. as yours. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't want to give you any sleepiness. You get Nehemiah back on his feet, and. What do you do next? All right. So I'm still foggy. What exactly are we looking for up here? The direction that you have specifically is from the song mm -hmm. that said to restore the array. To restore the array. All right. Um, do we see any, like, panels or anything like that around? You see the corners and edges of things that probably would be, like, control panels or cabinets or, or storage areas kind of poking up from the Ublek. Okay. How many, like, places seem to be leaking because of the Ublek? Actively, you can see three. Um, I'm going to move to those and see if I can figure out a way to, like, patch them up. Sure. Let's repair this thing, and maybe we can go from there. Have we established the Ublek is part of the original structure, is part of the tree? I, could, I can't it's remember. It's part of the original structure. Okay. So this is, like, you know, solvent or motor oil leaking. Like, it should be there, it just shouldn't be where it is. Yeah. Correct. Nehemiah, I'm going to let you tell me what you think that you, how you're doing this and what you think you should roll, regardless of what you roll, it's going to be a level four. Okay. The problem is that I am not typically the person who should be making this, but we're going to go with, we're going to go with a might and I will spend to, because I'm like probably got to do a little bit of climbing and whatnot to yeah. get around. That makes sense. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and I will spend, and I'm getting tired at this point. Y'all can see Nehemiah is looking bushed, but I'm going to spend to ease that up to a three. Great. Natural one. Oh. The oh, roll no. 20 giveth and the roll 20 taketh away. <laughs> what is that? That, was, that was nat one, nat 20, nat one yeah. for yep. the rolls so far. <laughs> yep. Oofa doofa. So wow. I, I climb up and I, you know, I, I, I've got like, some scraps in my bag mm -hmm. and I go to tie it off and I just like slip and fall. <laughs> so you slip and fall and you both as a character and as a player knowing how this kind of substance works when you hit it with a strong force it is solid mm. and you come falling back down onto the pool of goo and it smacks hard and Ow. you're going to take three points of might damage. Uh -oh. That's not good. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Nehemiah's going to take 10 minutes. Okay. And it's like, all right, that did not go so great. I'm going to let you guys handle this. Um, Smallrin pulls some, uh, some supplies, like some food out of her pack and just kind of like 
wades through the oobleck to hand them to him. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Cool. I restore 10 points, so Wonderful. that's, that's great. So I'm going to... Two, three, four, five. I think that uh, Small Wren is going to have have a quick flip through her mentor's notes, see if there's mm -hmm. anything about kind of like I don't know hydraulics, plumbing, <laughs> on a on a magical and mechanical level, and having then used that resource she's going to pull out her pack of light tools and see if she can make any sort of patch for this okay so it'll be the same thing what are you rolling it'll be a level four regardless i assume some sort of intellect yeah i think it will be intellect she's trying to figure this out more than use any inherent skill that she really has in it um so straight intellect I'm assuming untrained. I don't think I really have anything. Yeah. I have overcoming fear, intimidation, or panic. Don't think you're panicking right now. All right, fine. I think I am going to spend the point of effort in that case. Um, so yeah, untrained, level four, point of effort, and a success with a 16. These tubes could probably have the the offending area kind of like cut out of them to maybe reconnect in some way. Okay. Yeah, so so there's like each of these leaks. Is there like, is it like gushing out? Is it just kind of pouring out? Is it drizzling out? Like, kind of drizzling. So yeah, so it's not going to be like I cut this open and we're suddenly like flooded. No, it might have been pouring at one point. To drip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's like it's not even quite a a full stream. It's like a pretty constant drip. Slurp. Splorp? Splorp. It's splorping out. That's going right along with schlorp. Schlorp and splorp. Schlorping. Because schlorp is more of like, I picture a suction sound, like you're pulling something out of a liquid, and splorp is more mm -hmm. of a plop. Yes. So yeah, during the... <laughs> okay. During the ten minutes that uh, Nehemiah is taking to eat some food and kind of recollect his wits and his uh, energy... Smallrin pulls out basically like a small saw, like a little a little portable like hacksaw kind of thing. And, yeah, that can be a part of your light um, tools. And like a, a a screwdriver, just in case there's any like little bolts or like a little multi-tool kind yeah. of thing. And starts like cutting out this section and seeing if she can kind of like reattach it. There seems to be like a joint kind of every so many inches or whatever sure. that she tries to take advantage of. Absolutely. You get, uh, during the time that Nehemiah is resting, you can at least get one done. Jory? I can also assist with this. Okay. What would you like to roll? Uh, let's see. How can we make this work? <laughs> um, I do have a lot of experience salvaging Numenera, which I don't know if okay. I have to like cut things out of things and reattach things. I would absolutely can... let that apply. Oh, that seems perfect, perfectly suitable. And what's the difficulty? You're able to, again, in that same time, get one of those taken care of. And Molly being a, what you've kind of now at this point kind of put together, a mechanically minded nano, not an inventor like Rufus, but like a 
someone who would like maintain equipment or or repair it is able to get the third one as well. So there are no mm. more drips coming out, and these three tubes that were actively leaking have been put back together, essentially. Thank you so much for listening to episode 39 of Imprinted Echoes. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you'll find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes, and of course at our website at imprintedechoes.com. There you'll also find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out in that way. And in that vein, I'd love to thank Kyle, Joel, and Ice Deer Brewing for their continued support. And if you'd like to help us out in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to our show, leave a rating and review on whatever podcatcher will let you, and spread the word about the stories we're telling here. As always, you can find our hosts on Twitter as well, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And also our network, Ghostlight Media at GLM Pods. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre.